Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. That's right. Welcome to Money-Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Every Monday, you can... See me live on Facebook from 10 a.m. to noon in Atlanta, Georgia. My next guest, they're on the phone. I, I love these two people, man. Brother and sister duo of Jake and Jazz Smollett are teaming up to transform the living, work, and play spaces of millennial families. Now, that's 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 right there. I got a millennial. She's 21 years old, and uh, so I got to hear this story out loud. In Cleo TV's new lifestyle series, Living by Design with Jake and Jazz. In this series, they create simple solutions to everyday design dilemmas for aspiring millennial families. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, Jake and Jazz Smollett. What up? 
Hi, how's uh, it going? Hey. Good morning. Oh, she, she energized this time, Jake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were going on the talk. Sherry Sean, it's early on the West Coast. It's Los Angeles. It's early. It's early. Um, <laughs> well, you know, first of all, I'm big fans. And uh, and when I heard about this uh, this millennial show, I, I like I said, I got a 21-year-old, Okay. And she got mm-hmm. she got ideas. She doesn't have a she doesn't have a TV. She don't even want a TV. And uh, she looks at everything on her phone. And uh, uh, you know she uh, she has her own sense of what she wants to be. She lives on campus now, and uh, she's back home for the mm-hmm. summer because she's taking summer classes. So when you say the word millennial, what age group are you looking at in that range that you're focusing in on your show? I believe millennial now. Like some of the younger kids are technically Gen Z or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a Gen Z. I don't know. Yeah, you know yeah. how they start drawing the lines yeah. <laughs> uh, in the future. But I think like a lot of the people Not that we are working you. with are like mid twenties to mm-hmm. mid thirties. I think. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's um, accurate. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah, mm-hmm. and they have like their apartments and their you know, or they have a young family or they're expecting a family or they're single and um, uh, just started their career, just took a shift in their careers or things like that. Yeah, um, that, that, that's about right because you know it goes yeah. from eighteen to thirty-four. That's that that age range. That they, yeah, but you you're hitting yeah, that, yeah. you're hitting that. They're out of college. They got bills coming their way. They yeah, got a family got coming their way. <laughs> they got trouble coming their way. Right, <laughs> right. So, so, so this idea, okay, because each one of you have special skills and, and you have brother and sister. So we all know I have six sisters and I have two brothers. So, you know, we don't always agree. Wow. I think that's a great dynamic mm-hmm. to have in the show. Tell me how exactly. the role plays out mm-hmm. for you two on this show. We found a good way to split up the work. So we do uh, have our individual skills and to not overlap too much. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes down to it, I'm the boss, and so that's how it works out really well. Um, I am the older one, so you know, no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but the way that we do it is that uh, since we do a reveal meal at the end, uh-huh. Jake does a. I do a design and a dessert. So my okay. focus is the overall design of the space and making a dessert for the reveal party. Mm. And Jake's focus is a build and a meal. So he makes the main course, mm-hmm. and he also builds a custom piece for um, for each space that we're doing, or he refurbishes a piece. Okay, cool. Now dessert, you hit my you hit my home run list right there. Now is any of the desserts from your book the family table, or these are just desserts as outside of that book? There was some people. By the way. I recommend. That's my favorite book. That's how I met this this family here was through the book. Now you talk about desserts. I was asking you: Is any are any of these desserts in the family table book? Some of them are, and then some of them are new ones I developed or ones I've had from before. Um, I love making desserts, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of different stuff there. We have 16 different episodes, Mm -hmm. so a few of the episodes have desserts from the family table. Uh, I think the one that just aired. The one that just aired, yes, that's in the family table. It was a chocolate, uh, flourless chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. Have you tried that yet? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You have see, to be see, a real chocoholic. I'm just telling you, my wife loves chocolate. Cake. She loves chocolate. I tell you, I don't like chocolate ice cream, Make but she loves cake. chocolate. Make her that cake just for no reason. 
make her that cake. Because see this, <laughs> this see this past, you know, I, I, when you was on the show last, I was talking about it, I made that, which I love the lobster roll. You know, they grew a lobster roll, mm-hmm. which one of my favorite sandwiches. Yeah, those are good. They're, they're awesome. Now, my wife, she came out uh, two weeks ago, no, a week ago. She came in right before we went on our cruise. She said, uh, what do you want? And I said, well, can you make me some gumbo? She said, I don't have recipes. I said, hey, 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 the family table. <laughs> won't, you, exactly. won't you go around the corner to the family table sitting on the counter? So she go in there, you know, and so I, so you know, I'm 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 country now, you know. I I I I I might be successful financially. I still take my lunches to work. I like real home lunches, and so she made me yes, some gumbo. So I so I had my cornbread, I had my white rice, and I was taking my gumbo to work. Oh, two days in a row, took my gumbo to work. Then then my wife. Okay, this is from I mean, the I just, look. I just sent my preschooler to school with um. With chicken marsala. So, see, what I'm saying? see what I'm saying? You know. But here's the funny part. The funny part. <laughs> my wife will freeze everything. Oh, she freeze everything. Freeze everything. Okay, so of course she went. Oh, okay. I, I told my daughter, please don't make sure when I die, my my wife freeze me. Don't freeze me. Don't freeze me. And so uh, <laughs> that's a commitment. That's in my will. Do not freeze me because she freezes everything. And so I come back. <laughs> I, I come back from the cruise in Alaska. Wow, she doesn't do that. Oh, she freezes everything. And so I come back from the cruise in Alaska. <laughs> and so uh, I said, I'm hungry. She said. I got some gumbo. <laughs> I said, gumbo. I froze it. Boy, boy, I was one time I was happy she froze some food. Boy, I me some crackers, so some white rice, and, and thawed out that gumbo in the microwave. Your boy was happy. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Y'all, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened with my phone. Well, I'm telling you something, something, man. We've been talking about this gumbo that my wife froze that when she unfroze it, it was Tastes better than when the first time she gave it to me live. Man, I'm telling you, straight out the family table. Straight out the family table. Now, here's the funny part. Before before you got cut off there, sir, she was talking about how she was running things. She was the oldest, and you gave that little laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. You know he better. <laughs> and she told me that uh, the episode that just aired, she, you know, they they, they used the chocolate flourless cake, correct? That was the, air, the episode that just recently aired because she does a yeah, dessert. Yeah, that was the dessert I did. She does a dessert. That cake is but incredible. Yeah. And so and she, Jake made Jake made a, a gumbo pasta. Seafood, see, see. seafood gumbo, gumbo I'm pasta. I'm going to tell you something about these two people on this phone. Um, they know how to cook. See, you, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I get a lot of, I interview a lot of cooks. I, I, I actually get a lot of cookbooks on the show. And see, I'm one of the people I actually, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a baker, award-winning baker, and I'm also a homegrown cooker from the South, Houston, Texas, you know, Fifth Ward, neighborhood boy. So, little Louisiana in my background. So, uh, so I know how to throw down. So, so when books come my way, and this is just, just being honest and I'm gonna, and about what they have in that book. It's a very easy book. We're talking about the family table. The family table, the entire family is on the cover. <laughs> and uh, it's easy. And so it's, it's, it's uh, the food is uh, diverse. When I'm talking about it, it's just a range of uh, different items. The desserts are easy to make. And it's one of my favorite books. And, um, and I just want to let everybody oh. know that I, 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 my wife uses it. And uh, I let my daughter cook out of it. And so it's a family experience. And that's why I like it because anybody in my family, everybody in my family has experience cooking from that book, and it's called The Family Table. You guys have done a tremendous job on putting that book together. I'm talking to uh, Jake and Jazz Follett. 
They are the stars of a new show, Living by Design, that airs on Clio TV every noon, every, on Saturday, uh, every Saturday at noontime. They, they've taped 16 episodes. Now, I always tell people, when you do that many episodes, there's, there's, there's your favorite. And so I'm not saying both of you have the same favorite episode, <laughs> but what episode really said, wow, that, 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 it, it, this is why I do what I do? Starting with you, Jake. Uh, one of my favorites was this a newlywed couple, um, Lisa and Tyler, and they've been together for 10 years, and they're 27 and 29, mm. so high school sweethearts. Wow. Um, they finally got their own place. He just proposed to her, and he comes from living with roommates, and she comes from living with family. So <laughs> it was nice to see them, you know, a young black couple starting out, uh, and get to see them really get all the things they need and want it. Right, right, and, right. And um, it really had this bohemian vibe, and Jazz really, really killed that design. And that was a really, really fun one. So that's one of my favorites. But, I mean, yeah, when you do 16, you have a relationship with all of Absolutely, the, absolutely, episodes. absolutely. But, you uh, know, like I say, I've done production, and I know certain things, or, or certain scripts I've written, a certain actors I've met, or certain everything has. And I always tell people each story is like a child. It, it, you know, you right. the script births it, the, the production grows it, and the editing and the editing room gives it life. And so right. in these experiences, especially especially in the uh, you know in the world that we live in, the reality, you know, you're a real person. You're not playing a person on TV. You're playing yourself, and so that has a right. different effect and a, a different level of respect. Because you care about these people, you care about your brand, you care about mm-hmm. you, you're not you're not doing this for a joke. You're doing it to make change people's lives and also give them those experience that when you walk away from it, they feel that hey, they took the time. You know, you know, Jazz and Jake took yeah, the time to make exactly. my life better, and I think that that's why it resonates exactly. with me. And when, when when I talk to you two, and I'm excited about the show, and I'm gonna put this show, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna call your contact people and get a flyer. A banner to put in my uh, newsletters goes out to two hundred thirty thousand people. Also, give me a banner so I can put it on my uh, oh, social you. media because I believe in you too. I believe in you too. I, 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 I this, 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 this concept of money making conversation I put together to be able to because you both of you are celebrities and it, uh, it allows you to have a regular conversation with a regular dude who's well experienced in a lot of things in life. But I just want to share your success stories and the fact that you doing this show as siblings and the fact that I come from a big family, six sisters, two brothers. Mm-hmm. I, I saw him this weekend, you know, who's eating food, eating them barbecue. I have a little nephew here, got a little barbecue stand <laughs> with a sweet potato football. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all mess around with me. I'm, I'm, we're going to have to get together and come to L.A. to eat because I love to eat. We can just go over no to Bledsoe's. No We can go to Bledsoe's barbecue. You let us know. I, I'm serious because I believe in both of your brands, and I just want to let everybody know if you you got to gotta buy the book Family Table, Living by Design with Jazz and Jake. It's on every Saturday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on Clio TV. They got they taped 16 episodes. If you miss any episodes, go on YouTube. Go go to the website. You got to look at them. You got to follow their brand. I believe in their brand. Um, they're family, and uh, they're from Louisiana. So guess what? They know how to eat. They know how to cook. They family. The family table. Thank you for coming on my show again, team. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dog. The kids are asking what to get you for Father's Day. Your son suggested a World's Greatest Dad t-shirt. And the girl's going with a pony. Pony. Sweet. Seriously, what can the kids get you? (laughs) You know what I'd really love. That baseball card collection your mom threw out. No. 
Well, yeah, but you know how I've been working late and traveling more? Yeah. Well, I worry about you guys, and I was reading reviews for Blink security cameras. People love these things. You can watch almost every angle of your house with these cameras, indoors and outdoors. They're motion activated, so when it detects something, I'll get an alert on my Blink smartphone app with a video of what it spotted. Cool. So you're going Blink cameras over a pony. No ponies, no t-shirts. Blink indoor cameras are 20% off now through Father's Day, June 16th. Home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com secure. BlinkProtect.com secure. Also available on Amazon and at Best Buy. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. How you doing, this is Rashawn McDonald? Just came over talking about food. Now I'm going to talk about this next young man that uh, I think that uh, I, he's doing some things I would never do or I never could do or capable of doing. And I always get these guests on the show. It's part of the fun of this show is that I, I run into guests that go, wow, that's that's something I admit. I'm a smart guy, but physically, even though I look like I'm in shape, I could never do this. Let me introduce him right now. My next guest is on the show to talk about his new book, Transformed. He takes us back to the stories from his childhood, from living as Nigerian royalty to losing his father early in life, being stripped financial of everything by the Nigerian government to traveling the unlikely path from drug dealer to Navy SEAL. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation the author of Transform, Remy Adeleke. Hey, hey, good morning, good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, first of all, I got your name right. Thank my. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm sir, happy. You, <laughs> so, you, you want know. a good start? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go give yourself a little credit. I've been, I was up all night thinking about that name, sir. That's yeah, I, I, I trust you. I get it all the time. I've heard it all kinds of ways. So you are spot on, my brother. Well, you know, I say double check, double check. Make sure he's right. Make sure he's right. Because I respect. Because my name is Rashad. People get it wrong, and I think that's part of the process of building your brand. Is people say your yes, name sir. correctly. When you're walking in the room and sometimes strangers come up and say your name correctly, then you know you're on the right track. Then you exactly. know you're on the right yes, track. Sir. That's when you know you're moving up in the world. <laughs> well, my friend, you have an interesting world. Like I said off air, before I brought you up, is about being a, a member of a, the Navy SEAL. Uh, will you always be a member when you even leave the military? Are you still considered a member of the Navy SEAL? In our community, once a SEAL, always a SEAL. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of never leaves you. It's always a part of you, and it's, it's, we, we we call it the brotherhood. So it kind of never ends. Yeah. And so a couple of there's a series of questions. We've got two breaks, and I want to just slow it down yes, to talk about it because uh, one of the lines I want to start out initially, you said, how, how Jesus transformed your life. You know, so religion Amen. played a major role in you. I want to start the interview out with that because faith is important. Otherwise, I wouldn't even bring that part of the conversation up. So how did uh, yes. how did faith play such a strong role in your life, and what part did it become a significant player in your life? Uh, you know, early on, from from you know from adolescence to high school to co- to college not college years, but you know early twenties to mid twenties, I had no faith background. I, I would fluctuate between atheism and agnosticism growing up uh, in the Bronx. My mom would take me to a Baptist church, and I and personally, as a young kid, I, I saw a lot of hypocrisy, mm-hmm. and so I, that's what really kept me away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward, my brother, he had became a Christian uh, in his early 20s, and he would he would always tell me, Remy, when you hit rock bottom, just remember, cry out to Jesus. When you tried <laughs> everything and nothing's worked, cry out to Jesus. And at 26, I kind of, you know, I, I hit rock bottom. They were, they were, you know, going to detail in my book, but, you know, I was 
struggling with the I had it all on the outside. I was a Navy SEAL. I had girlfriends all over the place. Mm-hmm. I had money. I had a beautiful place in San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, I, I just, I, I was empty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just battling with depression. I was battling, went through a bad breakup, battling with guilt from decisions that I made. And mm-hmm. I just, I just cried out like my brother told me to. I said, let me try this Jesus out. And, mm-hmm. and I did. And, and that's what was the X factor for me. And that's what changed my life and transformed me ultimately into, into uh, the man I am today. And what, what type of man is that, Remy? Uh, well, well, one, a man of uh a man of faith, a man who who puts Christ first in uh, in everything I do, and what I mean by that in my decision making, yes, um, as it relates to to my businesses, and my decision making as it relates to my, me being a husband and and honoring my wife, and uh, and being being a father, and honoring my kids, and and leading by example, uh, you know, just just in everything that I do. Cool. I'm on the phone with uh, and speaking to Remy Adaleke, uh, his new book mm-hmm. Transform. It's the personal journey that he took from the streets of the Bronx to become a Navy SEAL, actor, entrepreneur, writer, husband, and father. Now, when we, when we talk about this journey uh, in your book, Transformed, what was the purpose of writing that book? You know, because there's, there's a lot of layers in that book. And actually, yeah. you can, like, stay on one part. And I just been, because the Navy SEAL was a whole book. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole getting out of the hood is a whole book. Yeah. You know, the yeah. educational factor, the the, the relationship with your wife, that's, it, it, you know, it's so many different chapters, but you managed to put it all in this book. Why? Yeah. Well, you know, for years, people who had heard my story, just, just the African part of my story, going from royalty and riches in Africa to being stripped of everything and, and then moving to the Bronx and being poor and, and that's living in that street life, people who just heard that part of my story would tell me, Brother, you need to write a book. Like, this story mm-hmm. is inspiring. It can inspire people. Mm-hmm. And for years, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Because being a Navy SEAL, there's a stigma attached to SEALs who write books. And that's, you know, you kind of break the code. Mm-hmm. And I never, you know, I had a great reputation in the SEAL teams. I did seven and a half years um, and the 13 years overall in all of the military. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, want to, you know, hurt my, my, my reputation. And so I avoided that until I went on a Today Show. Uh, I was I was in a movie called Transformers, and I was in it enough to be part of the press tour. And uh, <laughs> I went on a Today went on a Today Show, and after everyone went backstage, Kathy Gifford said to me, "You know, you, your, your story is just too inspiring, Remy. You need to write a book." Mm-hmm. And I told her no, and she and I told her why, and she said, "That's foolish. I know your heart. I know your your heart would be to write a book in a way to inspire positive transformation in people." And when she said that to me, that's when a switch went off in my head. And that's when I said, okay, I need to do this because I know it won't be about me beating my chest and say, hey, look at me. I'm a Navy SEAL on this. I know it would be for me to inspire people to reach for their dreams, reach for their goals, despite the, the, the odds that they may be facing or the deficiencies that they may have as, as it relates to their dreams. Now, you know, you mentioned the movie, The Transformers, last night. That was the movie mm-hmm. you played in. And you've, you've, you've started to carve out an acting career. Was that the goal yeah. or that's just one of the many – Blessings that by having strong faith and being uh, being purposely driven, I consider that type of personality that I took away from the book. You're a focused person. Yeah. You know, you you plan. You're 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 a man of plan and a man of action. That uh, that's kind you know, absolutely. You know, for me, I wasn't chasing. It wasn't part of my plan to be. I was actually in grad school getting my master's when I received the phone call. <laughs> my plan was to get my education and go into full time consulting. 
uh, as a business consultant. And I was, you know, writing papers and my phone rang. And on the other end of the line was a woman who worked with the director, Michael Bay. And she asked me what I'm doing tomorrow. And I said, I'm writing papers. She said, come down to the movie. She said, I got a movie for you to be in. So that's kind of how my, my film and TV. Okay, slow that down. Now, how did you get into a major movie? Come on, back back that up. Now you I you missed some steps. That you were minding your own business at Burger King. <laughs> at, at, at my computer desk at the University of Tulsa, West Virginia. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah, was, you know, this lady, she Michael Bay. He likes to he likes to use real Navy SEALs right. in, in some of his films. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's not that many African American. And as a matter of fact, there's less per, than one percent. Mm -hmm. of, uh, of, of the special operations community is African-American. I was around the 50th Navy SEAL in the history of the SEAL teams, and his SEAL teams was created in 1962. Mm -hmm. um, so Michael Bay was looking for some diversity in the film. He wanted a former Navy SEAL who was African-American to, to, to be a part of the film. And I just happened to be that. <laughs> mm. and, 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 you know, that's when one, one of the casting uh, uh, women reached out to me. And, right. and that's how I got into it. So what I'm hearing is that here's a man who failed over and over again. Then he mm -hmm. used those lessons of failure to transform, that transformed Amen. him to be the man he is today. That's a man who's, yes, who's admitted flaws, which I, I, I always tell people, when you don't admit a flaw, that's a, that's a problem. Because you're yeah. seeking perfection, which is impossible. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeking Amen. possibility, then guess what comes into your life? Frustration. And yep. if you're a frustrated person, guess what? Don't nobody want to be around a frustrated person. <laughs> nobody want to champion a frustrated person. So, so what is your message? What is your message for young people who may be struggling out there today? Uh, wow, you know, you know, don't get caught up in this concept of everything should happen right now. I want young people to realize that things take time. As you said, I you went through SEAL training twice. That sounds, and you know, me saying that may not sound like a long time, but we're talking from the time I started training to, to be a SEAL to the time I finally graduated from SEAL training, we're talking 2003 to 2007. That's four years of constant day in and day out grinding, but you don't see that. You just see the end results. So I want young people to realize that you got to put in the work and it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You got to show up every single day, and that's how you you achieve what you want to achieve. And what do, what is it that you want to achieve, Remy? Now, yes, sir. I mean, it changes all the time. <laughs> well, uh, well, now you know I've you know I've, I've got the book out, so obviously I want that to be successful, which mm -hmm. is being very successful. Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, you know, you know, now moving, uh, you know, I'm a writer and producer now in Hollywood. You know, I've been I've been talking. Oh, he's that real smooth now. He, he, he went from an extra yeah. to a writer producer in Hollywood. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, man. I'm in talks with a major studio right now to to uh, option the rights to my book and option a, a screenplay I wrote and some other projects. So. Um, I'm going to talk to kind of set up an overall deal slash a first look deal with a major studio. I'm still taking other offers. If people want to throw me some offers, I'll entertain them. That's the next stage for Remy Santalake is, uh, it. is <laughs> getting that production company off the ground and just putting out amazing inspirational stories and a lot of black stories as well. You know, right. I'm, I'm writing a film now about one of the first groups of African-Americans to serve in special operations. Right. And uh, it's a story that that, you know, is hidden. It's like a hidden figure story. But these are probably one of the first groups of guys that serve, serve in special forces. No one knows this story. So as a guy who was in special forces, and you know, I'm telling that story now. So, I'm, so that's, that's what my next goal in life is, is, is getting these amazing stories out um, via film and TV. 
Well, I'm gonna just tell you this. First of all, you're unique. Okay, Thank you. you know, and that, that kid, that and you're special because of the fact yeah. that uh, you 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 crossed uncharted waters when you started with yes, the number of of, of African American men who and hey, look at him, man. You got to tell their story who started because we know there's racism in every level. And when you when you yeah, when you're the first in, 100%. when you're the first in, it's worse because guess what? They yeah. don't want anybody to break code, break the break mm-hmm. the new members of the club. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. anything negative. That's just life. That happens in any environment, you know. Uh, yes, I, sir. And so, but I just want to let you know, I, I'm glad. I know we kept hitting and missing and coming on the show and getting the time right. And I'm glad I, I wanted to show you respect and say, I really wanted you on my show. I'm glad we was able to schedule this. And I read your Thank book, you. and I'm inspired by your book. And I just want anybody who reads this book, Transform, to, to, to value what he did and use those same values and failures and successes and let you know that you can do it too. Remy, thank you for coming on my show, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate you, my brother. All right. As I told earlier, it was uh, my mail- mailing list went out today. This goes out to 230,000 fans. And uh, you can click the buy button in that newsletter, and you can buy his book, Transform. The kids were asking what to get you for Father's Day. Your son suggested a World's Greatest Dad t-shirt. And the girl's going with a pony. Pony. Sweet. Seriously, what can the kids get you? (laughs) You know what I'd really love? That baseball card collection your mom threw out. No. Well, yeah, but you know how I've been working late and traveling more? Yeah. Well, I worry about you guys, and I was reading reviews for Blink security cameras. People love these things. You can watch almost every angle of your house with these cameras, indoors and outdoors. They're motion activated, so when it detects something, I'll get an alert on my Blink smartphone app with a video of what it spotted. Cool. So you're going Blink cameras over a pony. No ponies, no t-shirts. Blink indoor cameras are 20% off now through Father's Day, June 16th. Home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com secure. BlinkProtect.com secure. Cure. Also available on Amazon and at Best Buy. Hey, this is Tasha Evans, and I love to eat at great restaurants. And more than that, I love great desserts. So does Rashawn McDonald. Check out his new website. That's www.rashawnmcdonald.com. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. My next guest, because she's on the phone, and I believe it's West Coast time, over the course of the past year, has undergone a series of major transitions. She departed ESPN after nearly 12 years and now is a senior staff writer at The Atlantic, started large, or large freeway media, and got engaged to the love of her life. We got to talk about that because I saw the pictures on social media because I follow her, you know. And please welcome to Money Making Conversation Emmy Award-winning journalist and a huge social media influencer, Demille Hill. 
Yeah, well, what a introduction! Thanks for having me. Well, when I'm a fan, you, you, you do that when you're a fan, and then you know, I like to say everybody not getting on Rashawn McDonald's show. I, I go oh Tuesday, I sit down. Can I get Jamil here? I've been a fan of yours for a long time. You you, mean, you don't know that, you know, you don't. Know no, that. I did not know that, but that that definitely is very humbling. So I really appreciate it. So thank you. Because you're talented, you have a point of view, and uh, that's what uh, that's what inspires my relationship with you. Because of the fact from a from afar, because uh, this is the first time we have spoken, and what drives that point of view? To say you have an opinion and you want to let other people uh, understand where you stand, is that important to you? Well, it is important. Um, of course, some of this depends on what it is you plan to say, and I think it's something that just evolves over time. I don't think as soon as you come out the womb, you automatically have an opinion. Your opinion is gained through life experience through um, adversity, um, challenges, um, and even successes. And so that's kind of where my opinion has always uh, kind of come to fruition. And I think it, you know, a lot of it is determined based off how you've lived and where you come. I mean, I'm from the city of Detroit. It's a very gritty, tough city. And so I think a lot of the toughness and the grit and uh, the determination that I have has been formed based off where I grew up and how I grew up. And so all of that informs my perspective and I think it's important to share it just because there are other people who come from backgrounds that they can relate to um, you know when they look at yours and so sometimes when you come from a certain background you feel as if you shouldn't be heard or don't deserve to be heard and so I'd like to think I'm some example that you know everybody deserves to be heard that it's only it's not a certain type of person who has a certain comes from a certain place, like those are the only people who are uh, to have an opinion and, and make their mark in this world. Yeah, because uh, to be able the ability to be able to write, to be able to articulate, and being a female in a male-dominated business. Now, being an ESPN for 12 years, I mean, you had to start in, a, in an environment that male-dominated, even, even male-dominated today. So what uh, is it important that you find your voice that was in sports. Now you're finding your voice, and I feel in a much more universal platform because you talk about politics, you talk about fashion, you talk about entertainment, you talk about sports. Even though you cut your teeth on that, what is what is the voice you're trying to, uh, I guess, articulate on a daily basis on your podcast? Well, I, one thing I'm really grateful about is when I got to ESPN in November of 2006. It was after I had already been a sports journalist for almost a decade. So I came in there with a strong sense of who I was, um, the type of content I wanted to produce and what I was about. Right. And so I went there kind of at the, at the perfect age. And once I was there, I was able to take all the things that I learned and, um, you know, learn the value of how to distribute that content on different platforms. You know, I came in to ESPN as just a print newspaper reporter and when I left my skill set was just so much different because even though you know what I was saying and who I was that hadn't really changed but by the time I left I had you know been a sports center anchor I had had a podcast already um had done digital stuff you know doing daily television been a writer on a on a digital platform so I took all of that once I left now um I'm in a new iteration in my career and so that's why I'm able to use my content in different ways. I'm a writer for the Atlantic, a publication that I've always loved and uh, had read for many years before I started writing for them, doing the podcast on Spotify. I've already had a podcast at ESPN, so I'm bringing that 
experience there and like to uh, would have you know I, I had an idea and a sense of the type of podcast I wanted to do going into it and so um, a lot of it is just uh, me kind of developing into a utility you know player to use a sports term and uh, I tell young people all the time the method which we deliver things will always change the technology is always going to change but that's why you have to have a foundation of understanding what your core skills are. If you want to be a, a journalist, you have to, number one, be curious, and two, you have to know how to report. Those two things will not change. It doesn't matter if you're getting your message out, um, you know, via, bull, uh, via bullhorn or if you're doing it on a platform like you have. So uh, it just is a matter of, to me, adaptation. And so now uh, with my podcast, what I wanted to do is just sit down uh, with interesting people, um, people who have something to say, compelling people. And I always, I always say to people that, like, everybody who's on my podcast are not people that I have to necessarily agree with. To some degree, <laughs> I think that's what makes it interesting. Right. Um, they just have to have something to say. And um, my only rule that I ever have for it is that I don't capitulate to stupid. So um, there's one thing to have a different opinion. There's the one thing... And then another thing, to have a stupid, uninformed opinion. So uh, I wanted to sit down with interesting people, hear what they have to say, get their backstory, and figure out what made them them. Well, that's interesting because um, when, I, when I hear you and when I watched you on ESPN, I always got the, the feeling that you was created. You know, you was, you was a creative person, especially when I used to watch the promos when you and uh, Michael were hosting sports, and they were very uh, entertainment. They were very... Uh, organic to your personality. So now when I look at the, you know, the, the Atlantic, Mag Atlantic magazine that you're now covering, covers politics, culture, technology, health, and more, and podcasts, videos, and that's a lot. And I think that you, 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 you falling, you, you're in an area now in your personality, in your career where, guess what, all the tentacles can start being tapped. But the, the amazing thing about when you, when you talk to a person like Jamil Hill and you look at the brand that she's developing and the career that she's had, it's really, really allows you to be, it's a unique situation. So who or, who or what is your top five? Let's go and go to the heart of this conversation. I don't really care <laughs> what Common said. I don't care what anybody said. Who is your top five? So we get this all, we're going to put this on my social media. Jamil okay, Hill, so top I five do, MC. I do want people to what do you think? Though, that you're, no, 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 you put, you, Now you're putting like little, little, little uh, what? Little, 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 uh, was sandbags. Qualifiers. There you go. See, she's a writer. Yeah, okay. I'll let I just had to wait. She's going to throw the word out for me. She could be a game show. Up, up, up. Qualify. Yes. Thank you, Jamil. All right. So my top five, and I emphasize my. Not yours, so because people, when you say a top five, they'll be like, what about such and such? If it was about such and such, such and such would be in it. This is right. my top five. Right, okay? right, 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 right. <laughs> it's Nas, uh, Nas. Jay-Z, Jay Ice Cube, Ice Cube. Biggie, Biggie, and Black Thought. Okay, so so Tupac ain't nowhere. No. He's not. Tupac ain't yes, nowhere. Didn't I, didn't I just, didn't I just Tupac, say that? I was like, Tupac, if I wanted Tupac to be Tupac, in there, he'd be Tupac, in there, wouldn't he? Tupac ain't nowhere. <laughs> Party, politics, sex, Tupac ain't nowhere. See, see, that's how you that's how you get in the fights on the corner. Really. Hey, they can at me, debate me, whatever. I, look, if we if you ask me top ten, Tupac would be oh, in my top oh, ten. Oh, that's you insulting me. <laughs> but see, it's her show, though. I'm bothered. On Spotify, Jamil Hill, 
I'm bother on Spotify. Spotify. That's her show. So you call her, get that point of view. But she allows us to have a personality. Now, there's a couple of guests on this show that uh, that when I saw the list, I went, Cat Williams. And then I saw Stacey Abrams. That's an extreme. Stacey Abrams is an uh, African-American woman who won, ran for, almost became the next governor, but lost to Brian Kemp in his last uh, uh, gubernatorial election. Okay? So... How do you how how do you have a conversation between Cat Williams and then have another conversation with Stacey Abrams? Well, as I said, you know the number one thing you have to do is 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 be interesting. That's the that's what attracts me to having certain people on. And this is part of my twenty one years of experience as a journalist. I've interviewed all manner of people. I know mostly uh, I've been primarily in sports, but I've interviewed all manner of athletes from high school athletes. Um, to LeBron James, to a, a number of different people, all with different stories from different backgrounds, a different collage of people. And it's no different when you step outside of sports. Obviously, Stacey Abrams, she's the first black woman uh, to be to be the demo, uh, to be a nominee uh, for governor to win her party's nominee for governor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a lot of people who follow the news know that there was a lot of voter suppression going on in Georgia, a lot of mur- murky circumstances around her laws, mm-hmm. and. Um, she has a, a testimony, and you want to find out that somebody who suffers that kind of setback, how do they go on from there and what her career and life was like. And the interesting thing about her, and maybe some people didn't know this, is that she's actually written, I think, uh, six um, kind of romance novels. So she's a novelist, and she writes under a pseudonym, and I thought that was you know, very interesting. And Cassie He's got a lot of layers to him, and that's one of the most interesting people that I've ever talked to. Uh, you know, he left home when he was 13, right. and he le- he left because he just wanted to leave. And as he told me on my podcast, he saw that Jesus said he was a man at 33, and so he thought he was a man that could leave. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, these people – who I think have very interesting stories um, that haven't maybe been put out there in the way that that I, you know, have been able to put them out there, um, especially because a podcast, the great thing about it, and you know this, you know, with your show here, it's an intimate environment. Right. And you're talking to one person, and it's just you two, and I think that allows people to really, you know, really open up. I have one dropping today with uh, Martellus Bennett, um, the former NFL player, former um, Super Bowl champion. Right. And Martellus Bennett is, he is crazy, but he's crazy smart. He's a genius. I mean, he's got a great book out directed at young black boys mm-hmm. um, who need to hear that they can be something other than entertainers and athletes. And so he just fits the profile of the type of person that I think people would really enjoy hearing from. Awesome. I'm speaking to... Uh... Jamil Hill. She has a new Spotify podcast called Jamil Hill is Unbothered, which drops new episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, it's amazing. She has two, you have two co-hosts on the show, right? I do. Um, uh, in fact, uh, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to um, get ready and go in, and we're going to tape a, a podcast that will air next week. Um, Michael Arsenault and Cole Wiley. And for sports fans, Cole Wiley's father, Ralph Wiley, who was definitely a big influence on my career. He's the first black person I saw on the Sports Reporters. Right. And Michael right. Arsenault, who's a New York Times bestselling author who has a great book out called I Can't Date Jesus. 
Well, my 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 my, my friend. I'm gonna call you my friend because I've been following you and everything. Okay. I know you. I know you've been engaged. I saw your picture. I was happy for you. You know, you have a balanced life now. But more importantly, see me. Uh, I'm 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 tell you. I got to do the top five on my social media. I'm gonna I'm share okay. with her. Okay. And let let the world know. Then I'm gonna do Rashawn's top five. That's what we're gonna do. Oh, okay. We're I'm gonna... prepared to defend my top five, so oh, I feel okay. good about it. Oh, okay. See, I love her. That's why I, that's why I love her. She, 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 one of the people, man. You can duke it out, you know, verbally in a in a in a public place, and she go whatever, whatever, dude. I ain't scared of you. You know, I love her. I love her. Again, she's amazing. Um, I got her on my show for the first time. Hope she comes back. Uh, an amazing podcast. Jamil Hill is unbothered on uh, Spotify. Uh, it's a Spotify podcast. Uh, she drops new episodes every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Thank you for coming to my show. I really appreciate you and know that I have mad love for you, okay? All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. And give Michigan State some love. <laughs> <laughs> Keep winning, y'all. Keep winning. The kids were asking what to get you for Father's Day. Your son suggested a world's greatest dad T-shirt. And the girls going with a pony. Pony. Sweet. Seriously, what can the kids get you? <laughs> you know what I'd really love? That baseball card collection your mom threw out. No. Well, yeah, but you know how I've been working late and traveling more? Yeah. Well, I worry about you guys, and I was reading reviews for Blink security cameras. People love these things. You can watch almost every angle of your house with these cameras, indoors and outdoors. They're motion activated, so when it detects something, I'll get an alert on my Blink smartphone app with a video of what it spotted. Cool. So you're going Blink cameras over a pony. No ponies, no t-shirts. Blink indoor cameras are 20% off now through Father's Day, June 16th. Home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com secure. BlinkProtect.com secure. Cure. Also available on Amazon and at Best Buy. Rashawn McDonald here. I am hyped. Last week I was on fire. This week I'm on. I'm smoldering. I'm smoldering this week. You know, I'm building back up to being on fire. I'm smoldering. You can see smoke around me. I think that's better than being on fire because if people just see smoke around you, they at least come over and find out what's going on. People see fire, they're going to call the police. They definitely will come over and hug you. I ain't nobody hugging nobody on fire. I can tell you right now, you find a water hose or a good blanket. That's what they're going to do if they see you on fire. They're definitely going to tell somebody else that you're on fire before they come over to you. <laughs> it might even videotape you. It might be a viral video on social media nowadays, the way I see things going down. My next guest, uh, mission is to help women. I have six sisters, so I can truly understand where she's coming from, become financially free by teaching them strategies on how to create a generational, how to create generational wealth and monetize their individual gifts and talents in a financially successful online business. She's committed to helping others build wealth by teaching impactful insights and actionable steps so her clients can experience significant shifts as they tap into their personal strengths to build their own business. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation, a perfect guest for my show and for my listeners to enjoy, Danielle Winningham. Good morning. How you doing there? And what city are you calling from? I'm actually calling in from Houston this morning. Okay, that's my hometown now. Now, what are you doing wow. in Houston, Texas? Now, what are you doing in Houston, Texas? And how long are you going to be there? Because we need to talk about places to go eat. <laughs> I'm going to be here for a while. I actually live here now. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's, that's my, one of my favorite conversations, places to go eat. Okay, cool. Now, I, I have a home still in Houston, so this is good. So we can connect the dots here along the line. So... 
Uh, how long have you been in Houston? And we're going to get to the whole conversation. I kind of like, you know, we had two breaks. I, I like my fans to get to know the individuals who I'm talking to, and we create a relationship. So the information doesn't feel forced. It feels like it's coming from a place that's uh, authentic. So when did you move to Houston? I've been in Houston for 20-plus years now. And we've never met? So, no, you know what? I spent my time in corporate America. Right, right. So right. recently, I didn't know anybody outside of the corporate sector. Well, I would tell you this: I uh, I've been out of Houston. You know, I still have a home there. I have a home over there in uh, Spring Branch, across the Memorial, over in Memorial area. I have a home over there off I ten, and so that's where I worked. Okay, cool. See, we 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 getting too close now. We're getting really close. <laughs> and so, so when I when I look at success, tell me your top three. Foodie places in Houston. I'm gonna find out if she's for real here. I'm finding out. If I, I'm finding out if we gonna, you know, top three, Miss Winningham. My top three is Mickey's Soul Food Cafe. Okay. The Turkey Leg Hut. Ooh, Turkey Leg Hut. And let me see what number three is. Wow, number three is tight. Oh, Turkey Leg Hut. I'm gonna go ahead and say Esther's Esther Soul Food. Now see. Two of those places I've never been to. Esther Soul Food and which say Mickey's? Mickey's. Okay, mm-hmm. they, okay, I gotta I gotta get that information from you because I, I love to eat. And what I do is I have this thing, I have this uh, format on my website and social media called Rashawn's Eats. And these are favorite places I go I, and I recommend and just, you know, I don't, you know, there, there are no fees. I just promote and say, hey, go check out this restaurant and go to just a favorite place in Houston. So those are two places that I need to know about that you've told me about. In, in Houston, and I am a native Houston. I was born in Houston. I went to high school in Houston. I went to college in Houston. I got married in Houston. And I still live in Houston and also live in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, you're on my show, and it's called something called the Leading America's Leading Quit Coach. Q-U-I-T Coach. What is that? So a quit coach is somebody that helps you transition because you don't just quit your job because you can't just quit your bills, right? Right. So it's a process to be able to take your marketable skills from whatever you do, whatever you know how to do, and turn that into something that you can sell in the world at large to be able to have the freedom to quit your job. Now, we said the freedom to quit your job. What does that mean? I'm just, just trying to spell it out. The free, like I said, because I'm, I'm going to have an example of myself quitting a job, and I'm going to tell you how, how it affected me. Then I found myself having to go back to work. So, and that's why the transition is so important, Rashawn. I was a vice president at J.P. Morgan Chase. I left Chase a day before my 16th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I spent four years before I left Chase building my income up so that it matched my check. Right. So that when I left, I didn't have to ever go back. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance of the transition. Mm-hmm. You can't just step out. People say, oh, I'm going to step out on faith. No, you're gonna step out on broke. <laughs> I love already. I I, I I get so mad when I hear that word stepping out on faith. Yeah, we need to step out on money, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you step out with a plan that's already operational, then you don't have to worry about going back. You can take your additional time freedom and scale your business up from where you are. Because it's really interesting. I always tell people about wealth. I talk about uh, finances. And one thing I learned is that when I when I made a transition in my life to walk away from a financially successful partnership, I thought I would not uh, work again. 
But then what I didn't realize is that I liked the lifestyle that I was in. So I wasn't stopping. I, I was still trying to, with no income coming like it was, I was still doing what I was doing. First class tickets, limo service, you know, tailored shoes, tailored clothes. Then I realized, you know, so when you're in a big house, the taxes don't change. The electricity right. bill don't change. The right. Verizon bill don't change. See, that's what that's yeah. what people forget when they when they say I'm gonna walk away. Well, you're gonna walk away. There's certain things you can't walk away from if exactly. you're not downsizing. Mm. I had no plans on downsizing, so guess what? The quick coach, I should have called her first. Cause she right. you set me straight. <laughs> now let me let me use let me use me use me as an example. Okay, here's a guy, you know, successful. I say I'm out. I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to relax. I got two houses. Wasn't selling no house. Wasn't selling no car. What mistakes were I, was, was I making? Or was I making any mistakes? And then hadn't, hadn't planned on making working for anybody ever again. So the biggest mistake people make, Rashawn, is that they don't monetize what's in their hands. Right. We do a lot but we don't expect revenue in return. See, I never realized my side hustle could have freed me a long time ago mm-hmm. had I been as serious about my side hustle as I was about my job. Right. See, people put eight, nine, ten hours a day into their job, but they don't put that level of time into their business. And so what happens is your business always ends up on the losing end. Right. And besides that, we don't know how to monetize Everything we do, every bit of advice we give out, uh, every bit of support we give, once you're a business, that has to be monetized. Walmart is not handing out free baskets of groceries (laughs) just because. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't monetize our gifts and talents, we end up working for somebody who will. Well, it's all right. First of all, it's all right to work for somebody. So let me go and get that cool. I'm writing a book myself, and I talk about that. You have the 40-hour-a-week people, and you have the 70-hour-a-week people. These are two different people. The 40-hour-a-week people, there's a plan of success. You need to understand how you can be successful within that window. The people who want more than 40 hours, that's a different breed of people. That's that's who I'm talking on the phone right now. She was a 40-hour-a-week person, and she's letting you know that, which I totally agree. If you apply the same eight hours of work that you're doing in a 40-hour-a-week to your dream, really apply those same hours, then you can be successful outside of that 40-hour week. But the problem is people don't have the discipline. Isn't that the difference maker? You know, I I think, you know, the funny part is they have the discipline for a job. You can't keep a job nowadays if you're not disciplined. You got to come to work. You got to come to work on time. So I find it funny that you would have that discipline for someone else and not have that discipline for your dream. And I think part of that is the believability factor. You don't really believe you can get rich on your dream because we've been taught you get rich at a job, and you really don't. It's not easy for anybody. That's true. Everybody came from somewhere. I came from nowhere. So if I can do it, you can do it too. But people just, they struggle with believing in their own abundance. They struggle with believing in their own worth. They struggle with just knowing that there are strategies that can get you where you want to live. You don't have to just sit 
on the outside and watch everybody else play the game. You can play too. But they do. They but they but they will. They won't. They will sit on their side because fear drives them. So I, I think a major part of your presentation is always overcoming the fear, because you know, it like is. like when I left IBM, there was fear. You know, I, I wanted to be a comedian, but there was doubt. I because you, know, you couldn't see. You couldn't see a regular job is like let you know health benefits are there. You know, if you come to work, you act right, you're gonna have a job next week. That's that's the general theory when you work a normal job. When you're going out there on on, on a, even if it's a good plan. There's fear. How do you get them to overcome fear? You know, Rashawn, one of the things I tell my, myself, let me start with me, because I don't care where you go to. Uh, I, I love Charlemagne's book uh, where he talked about, you know, the higher you get, you still struggle with that whole me, fi me thing. Right. Right? The inner me is still talking to you crazy. And so I tell them you have to prioritize your fear. So what are you more afraid of? With me, I'm more afraid of failure and more afraid of being broke than I am of what's on the other side. And as long as I continue to remind myself that it's one or the other, staying still is not an option because for all (laughs) intents and purposes, staying still is making no choice. And making no choice means you're relegated to staying where you are. Wow. Well, we're talking to America's leading quit coach. You can follow on her on her website is Danielle Winning Winningham. That's W-I-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M. Um, she's amazing. Uh, former JP Morgan Chase Vice President, left the corporate world to do her own thing. Thank you for being on my show. kids were asking what to get you for Father's Day. Your son suggested a World's Greatest Dad t-shirt. And the girl's going with a pony. Pony. Sweet. Seriously, what can the kids get you? (laughs) You know what I'd really love? That baseball card collection your mom threw out. No. Well, yeah. But you know how I've been working late and traveling more? Yeah. Well, I worry about you guys. And I was reading reviews for Blink security cameras. People love these things. You can watch almost every angle of your house with these cameras, indoors and outdoors. They're motion activated, so when it detects something, I'll get an alert on my Blink smartphone app with a video of what it spotted. Cool. So you're going Blink cameras over a pony. No ponies, no t-shirts. Blink indoor cameras are 20% off now through Father's Day, June 16th. Home security just got easier. Visit BlinkProtect.com secure. BlinkProtect.com secure. Cure. Also available on Amazon and at Best Buy. Let me tell you about the host of Money Making Conversations, Rashawn McDonald. He's a social media influencer. 80% of his 700,000 plus social media followers are female. He's a two-time Emmy Award winner, three-time NAACP Image Award winner, sitcom writer, stand-up comic, former IBM executive, and has a degree in mathematics. More importantly, Rashawn McDonald will use his business and celebrity relationships to empower small businesses with information to succeed. 
you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.